What's up, everybody? This episode of the Post America podcast is all things tsunami related. Tsunami Fest is this weekend, September 25th and 26th. Friday, September 25th at the Santander Arena in Reading, PA with Wu-Tang Clan and many more. Saturday, September 26th at Club Reverb in Reading, PA with Life of Agony, Madball, so many more. Get your tickets. Get them at ReverbConcerts.com or search out through Ticketmaster. Use your head. You could do it. You could get tickets at the door, too. We just make a move. Make sure you get there. All right, everybody. Back to the episode. Tsunami. I was gonna Number say one, since I just said underground, who do you have a headlining Saturday night? I've oh Saturday night is uh, Life of Agony. That's right. Excellent. Very excited for what that. What song they got with the underground, right? Underground. It's called the underground. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Massive album, River Runs Red. Probably one of the best debut albums of, a, of any hardcore band. Yeah. I was uh I was definitely hooked on that as a teenager. Had a you know, when you're a teenager and you're filled with uh, the uh, uncertainty about the world, and you know you don't really feel like you fit in with everybody, and uh, that that album was was a big deal to me when I was a kid. Yeah, River Runs Red is up there with as far as debut albums. Judge's first album, Chromax first album, Woodsman Chains Die Young. Oh come on, um, there's a few others, but uh, no, Woodsman Chains Die Young. I don't know, man. To me, when I hear that, I'm like. It's just production quality is kind of lame. Yeah, so it's pretty, of, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, we paid eight hundred dollars for the album and we recorded it in about a day and a half. Yeah, and uh, and wrote half of it on, on in the same time. Yeah, we wrote a lot of those songs in the studio. In the studio, and uh, no, nah, that was cool. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. But, um, dude, I can't believe we're playing with Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang, the headliner on Friday. So, so tsunami this year, Friday, Saturday. Headliner Friday, Wu-Tang. Headliner Saturday, Life of Agony. Yeah, Wu-Tang, that's a big deal, man. That's another, and that's it's, like and a it's bucket list. Uh, a lot, a lot of thing, A lot of people get Wu-Tang to play. They play Riot Fest. They play, but a lot of times they get the unknown Wu-Tang members and call it Wu-Tang. Yeah. The makers and producers and promoters of Tsunami this year, they got the big callers, the big names. Number one, the biggest Wu-Tang member of the all. Rich Mancuso. The uh, oh, I wasn't supposed the to one who had the most commercial success after yeah. it, in Wu Tang and after Wu Tang was Method Man. Yeah, and he's He'll just be the, there. the biggest deal. Method Man's gonna be there. Ghostface Killer and Raekwon together, uh-huh. they're gonna be there. Um, my personal favorite, Inspector Deck. Yes, I love is gonna Inspector be there. Deck. You God you is God gonna be is there. He's my favorite. my other favorite. Um, I, I've been a fan of Wu Tang since I since the minute I heard it, 1993. Yeah. Um, my friend Ben, who I'm not even, uh, I haven't actually spoke to Ben in many years, but uh, he he left a tape in my house, and uh, I don't think he ever got it back. Well, you smashed it like you smashed every other tape? Nah, I probably smashed it eventually, but no, after, Wu-Tang I, is after like, I memorized it. Wu-Tang is like a hardcore hip-hop act. Yeah, I always felt like there's that. There's yelling, there's screaming, there's dirty beats, there's off-timing, there's real-life lyrics. No, it's very... There's like these odd characters that don't yeah. really 
fit together, but yeah, somehow they weren't like regular hip hop guys. Yeah, they're like weirdos. They were more. They were like I remember Tretch from Naughty by Nature, like those personalities. DMX. These are like, you know, if, yeah, they're like the weirdos. If of they the were hip-hop born in world. a different spot, they'd be in a hardcore band. There's no doubt in my mind. Matter of uh, fact, let's reach out. Maybe start a little uh, side project with uh, you, God. Let's do it. Chris, you down? Yeah, man. Because last hip hop guy down. you worked with, uh, James Ismean, you ended up hating him. <laughs> Get out of here. Come on. No, so yeah, you got Wu Tang, you got Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Now, Mob Deep, I love, but musically, it's, it's like a mellow, mellow, laid back kind of vibe, right? Not even musically, it's his actual it's cadence and his voice. I'm a whisperer. Very calm, yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting to see yeah. how the I mean, uh, I'm a fan of hardcore crowd reacts to mm-hmm. that. Even though he stole my main rhyme that I've been doing for years. Do you think there's going to be a lot of uh, hip-hop fans there? Like, just hip-hop fans? Or do you think it's going to be mostly hardcore on Friday, kids that, that also like hip-hop? At Friday at the arena, remember the show's at Santander Arena? Santander Arena, yeah. I think it would be... I think there'd be some hip-hop fans. But, uh, yeah, mostly music, you know, hardcore fans, I'd say. Probably. Just because that's what the fest always... That's the market it had, you know? It's, if they reach this other crowd, good for them. I hope they do, but I don't know. And the price of the tickets, I don't know. Like, you know... Matter of fact, we should know that stuff before we start promoting. What's it cost on Friday, Chris? Google it. What's going on over here? You Get on your internet. In front of you. Go on your interweb. Uh, he's looking every other way except at the, at the screen. Um, Mob Deep, very mellow. But if you look at the uh, the advertisements, the way that it's, it's labeled, it looks like they're pushing more for uh, hip-hop fans to come out. Well, I would say that... Definitely, like the big the big names on the yeah. flyer for Friday yeah. are hip hop names. As a promoter, sure. we could assume that there's you know a lot at stake with some of those bigger world bringing in a group like Wu Tang. It's probably very expensive. Yeah, so for sure. you gotta push that because at the same time, the more expensive acts, even in music, the more well known expensive acts you could book them, but they never promote your event. Right, they expect you to promote the event when the smaller you know the hardcore mentality is you know i'm booked here i'll promote the event as well so wu-tang's probably coming in like it's another show but for the event itself it's a big deal and they really have to push the fact that they got wu-tang and make sure that people that you know not just the same thousand heads that come throughout the weekend for the hardcore bands you know those a whole new group of people has to know right so it's, it's a task Yo, I'll tell you, as far as promotion, man, they uh, if, if you put Turnstile on your show, yeah, that's promotion in itself because they're have, they're so active on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, nice. Twitter. The Turnstile they posted a, a flyer for for the Friday show, yeah, fourteen hundred likes. Nice, nice. And what's that on Instagram? That's just an Instagram, yeah. That's just they just posted that up two days ago. They got over fourteen hundred likes, and uh. That's that's huge, man. Yeah. I don't know if like any any I don't think if Wu Tang put it up, it would get fourteen hundred likes. Come on. Or Mob Deep. Let's see. I don't what, know. What's Wu Tang doing Instagram? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> what's the official Wu Tang? Let's see. I got it, I got it. I know that one. Wu Tang, Mob think, Deep, Eugene? Body Count. Those are the three top top billing uh names on the flyer. Then below that you've got oh yeah, uh Lords of Brooklyn's playing. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen them since ninety four, ninety five maybe. That's pretty cool. Um, our friends Angel Dust are playing. Obviously, Turnstile. 
Wisdom and Change is playing. The Wilding Incident with uh, that's Lord Ezek's new band. Um, right, well, Wu Tang Change Strength for a Reason. It's called Wu Tang Brand. I guess that's their main one. They got they got uh, Wu Tang. Gilly the Kid, Doggy Dog. Let me just throw that in oh, there quick. Okay. Who else? What do you got on there? You find Wu Tang? Yeah, they got a hundred and four thousand followers. Whew, that's crazy. And he put a picture of Method Man up, and he got uh, got twenty two hundred likes. Twenty two hundred, not bad. Nice. Yeah. Then there's other ones. I don't know what the. But Turnstile has nineteen thousand seven hundred followers. Yeah. And they put the flyer up and got fourteen hundred. I'd like to see likes. why don't Wu Tang put up the flyer? What are you doing, Wu Tang? You know what I'm saying? Percentage wise, per capita, <laughs> Turnstile's crushing them. Why is uh, Wu Tang not put, putting the flyer up? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want I don't it to care. throw meth a it's beat. Like they don't want it to do good. Come on, Wu Tang. But do uh, the right thing. Ghostface, he's got you know he's got 165,000 followers. Jeez. What's up with Ghostface and Action Bronson beef? <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. Who would win in a fight? Action Bronson would probably devastate him, right? He's like yeah, 100 pounds so. on the guy. I don't know, man. He's got he's he's 20 years his uh, you know, younger than the guy, and he's got 100 pounds on him. Chris, would he throw him a beat? <coughs> Action Bronson versus uh, Ghostface. Ghostface is in a lot better shape than Action Bronson. Is he? I don't know. Yeah. You know, sure, he don't got a lot, of, a lot of older brothers got diabetes. He might have diabetes. He might have the sugars. Yeah. But uh, he's a Pepsi drinker like us right now. I would imagine he keeps up on his push-ups and sit-ups. Action I, Bronson, I don't know. He's Action just, Bronson. All right. He he was disrespectful a little bit. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. He was definitely disrespectful. But he felt like, I think he was tired of hearing the comparison. Yeah. But he shouldn't have went that route. But at the time, it probably seemed like a good idea. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just, you know, I'll go hard real quick on it. I do me. Yeah. He ain't doing numbers like me no Who more. Who was that? On Jimmy Kimmel or something? It was or? like some kind of, like a, like a sports show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It yeah. was like Sports Nation. Yeah. Colin uh, And not for nothing. He sounds just like Ghostface. He sounds just like him. He's a good rapper, but he sounds, but, you know, sometimes people have... You know, me and Frank Sinatra, sometimes people just sound like each other. <laughs> Very similar. Yes, indeed. But, uh, so he said that Ghostface reacted super extra ridiculous hard. Yeah. He was saying he's going to have a shot and everything. I mean, <laughs> so then Action Bronson <laughs> responds with an apology. You know, but Action Bronson, after the way, after the apology didn't work, he should have came right back at him. Yeah. Because what is he going to really shoot you? Yeah. And if you just say, after he said I'm yeah. gonna shoot you, then he's gonna shoot you. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, he should have said, "Yo, send your people to my show. You know where I'm playing. Send your people to my show. I dare you." And then when he keeps on playing, and nothing happens. Now what? Or maybe he gets shot. I don't know. Maybe or those faces really like that. <laughs> that could be an escalation for the worst. I don't know. I think the old the old rap beefs are over, right? The old, all the good ones are over, man. The Actually, new the guy one just is got like shot in Queens, though, didn't he? There's like a horrible little new one I heard about with Drake and oh. somebody. It's just like that's doesn't even, that even count as a rap beef? I don't think so. That's more like a lovers' quarrel. Yo, Serena Williams, is that her name? She's supposedly dating Drake. Get out of here! Yeah, the one that just lost, the tennis player that just she that's lost. Venus, right? Oh, Venus. Venus. I don't know. Whatever one just lost. I wish Chris, Chris was quick with the Google over here, but he, he's no uh, whatever that guy's name is. But uh, <laughs> one of them just lost. <laughs> And she was dating Drake, so they're blaming Drake. Oh, that son of a bitch. Drake ain't hitting it like that. Come on, man. <laughs> Drake and Serena Williams. Drake is Drake not. Drake and Serena? Either. So Serena lost? I thought, uh, I thought Serena won. There's no way Drake was putting her to sleep. 
I don't know, man. No I think you're going to need somebody a little larger. You need larger. a team to put her to sleep. You're going to need... Holy the U.S. Army's got to be called in Rap. to put Serena down. <laughs> Give her a racket. Send her to, to get ISIS. Girl. She's no, got a large... large uh, well, but ass. rappers nowadays are so soft, so wimpy, so feminine, so petite. Oh, dude, come on, man. It's yeah, like, it's, there's something missing. It's like stick figures, pretty clothes, fur coats. What happened to the Carhartts? What happened to the 45s with laser sighting? <laughs> you know, it's like a complete... Oh, you know, know who we've been listening what to? What happened to the vocal skills? What happened we've been to listening the to uh, KRS-One lately in the that's, car. That's a prophet. Yo, he sounds like a man, you know? His voice, yeah. is it's a man's voice. And he's not... Like Chuck D. Unapologetically like manly voice. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's missing. Somewhere... In the late 90s, after Biggie died, this weird... When, when Sean Puffy Combs became like the number one rapper in the world, yeah. somehow... Prancing around like a ballerina he, on stage. It became very um, popular for rappers that had this soft, um, non-threatening... Yeah, remember Mace? Yeah, Mace. He yeah. destroyed everything. There was this like real weak, soft kind of voice to saying some hard shit a little lisp in there like real weak sounding and yeah. the, you know the vocals are real weak and just and then them southern dudes non-threatening to just a rap man southern crap ugh Blech. but not for nothing yeah I guess uh, Tsunami's a kind of big hip hop event because they got the people we just mentioned Wu-Tang Mob Deep Gilly the Kid but then the after party oh that's right yeah 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 more rappers Who's a uh, uh, well? First of all, is hosted by Ice T and Coco. That's right? pretty big, man. That's pretty big. And then you got one of the hardest dudes ever to come out of Philly. Beanie Siegel is going to be Beanie performing. Beanie Siegel performing. That's and then Freeway. Crazy. Freeway. Also from Philly, right? And there's somebody else too. Lord Isaac. That's right. On the bill, rapping. Is that does he go by Danny Diablo? Danny or Diablo. Danny Diablo. That's yeah. Geez, that's a that's a crazy lineup, man. And that's the after party. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna be lit, son, by that time. So that's, <laughs> you know that's, a lot of, that's a lot of that's a lot of Pepsi floating. That's a lot of Pepsi. Ready bees, baby. But no, that's a big deal. But no, let's go back to the, the main event though. So we did Wu Tang, we did Mob Deep, Body Count. Body Count is a dope band. Yeah. Me and Chris went we played with them in this last December. Uh, I think it was uh it was probably October maybe. Last winter. But it was yeah, it was a while ago. We uh Yo, the, the dude rips on guitar, so, and they oh, sound yeah. like oh, a real good, band. Man. They don't sound like these these mechanical, like click track. When you do that, when you have a, a laptop guy in your band that's like making fake noise, I don't even know what's going on sometimes. But they're like a real band that jams out yeah. and messes up. Yep. Like you know, they could mess up at any time, but not like their songs over. But like you know, a little foul note here and there. Like real rock. So every, every night you're going to get a different version of the song. That, you know, it's, I yeah, like man. that stuff. I mean, we've seen Slayer a bunch of times. Slayer makes mistakes. Like, it's. Damn, uh, I saw Slayer sound rough a few times. I was like, huh? Yeah. But then I saw him sounding vicious. But that's part of the, yeah. the, the rolling the dice. Like, yeah, you, you know? Man. We don't want this fake crap, a computer. Anybody could buy a computer. Now practice 20 years on a guitar and become a master. That's what we want to see. Yeah, and even from a performance standpoint, yeah. it's like it's more exciting. Just knowing, like, you don't if know what to see it live. You don't know what it's going it to be. Yeah. If you want to see it perfected, then watch it a video on YouTube. Yeah. And see the whole theatrical thing with acting or whatever's going on and a perfect production. If you want to see it live, you want to see dudes rocking out, 
break a string and grab a new new guitar, pick slide a different lead somewhere. The singer's losing his voice and kicking the mic over, hitting the first guy in a row in the head. (laughs) Then you got to see it live. That's it. It's uh, Slayer's not playing. There's nothing more rewarding than like when you do it, when you pull it off. You know what I mean? And everything goes everything goes right. Or even if something goes wrong, but you overcome it, and yeah. you know what I mean. That's that's the best feeling. Yo, man. speaking of live, we had a little mishap in Connecticut. What happened? Well, we were playing a show in Connecticut, and uh, we decided to do a Ramones cover. Oh my God! Oh Jesus! <laughs> I was embarrassed. We we do this. Me and Joe really like this Ramones cover. So does Luke, Evan, and Chris. They don't like it for some reason. They don't like playing it. Yeah. It's the KKK took my baby away. And every time we mention it even, there's like, yeah. a, ooh, ooh, ah, and it's like a one part song, you know. But anyway, right before the song started, my string breaks. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. like, uh, I'm the only one who kind of likes the song that has strings. And now I'm out of it. So I'll just help Joe sing. Hopefully Chris. Chris is usually the guy that forgets and doesn't care. Evan usually remembers, but just doesn't want to play it. So I'm just helping Joe sing. Joe singing away, this and that. And it was sounding really it was very good. Very good. A lot of smiles. <laughs> it, sounded it was sounding strong. Really I good. walked across the stage. I turned Chris's amp up. It was I'm like, oh. Then all of a sudden we got to that one change and it was just disastrous. It just fell apart. And every finger was pointing at poor Chris. Oh, I was yelling at Chris. Oh, Everybody like, you was motherfucker. browbeating me, hitting me, throwing projectiles <laughs> at me. Luke was pointing fingers, throwing Threw sticks. Threw a water bottle you at me. motherfucker, Chris. Ah, yeah. what the fuck? hurting me. And then I look in the corner of my eye and me. I see Evan laughing and laughing. Oh, man. Turns out Evan was the culprit. Poor Chris was on point that night. But we actually had to stop the song. When's the last time we had to stop a song? I don't remember. It was, I don't remember. Like, I don't know if we ever had to. No, the, the, the last time I remember was in London. Remember Shannon started playing the, playing the wrong song or something like that? It was like a ninja fest. That yeah, how yeah. long ago? That was, it was probably like uh, 2007, maybe. Yeah, I think Shannon like was that. having a seizure that day, though. He kept on the, <laughs> yeah. Every time he played his one note, he'd go into a coma. And mouth would open, one eye would close. I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> his, his left ear would lower. How did that happen? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while, and I was... Uh, it took me a while to get over that. I didn't stop thinking about that for like a week and a half, two weeks. What? The Shannon thing? No, this last one. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was all right, though. It's like, uh, you know, we... It was know. a good show, and, you know, yeah. it was it was fun. It, but uh, It was kind of like, had we, you know, we, one guy was out. They knew from the beginning, okay, they lost one member right off the bat. I'm out there. I'm, I'm, I'm on the sidelines. I can't get... The refs won't let me back in. We're going. We're taking a shot anyway. <laughs> yeah. Joe's throwing deep. It's coming down. It's coming down. Chris is about to catch it. Yeah, trips on Two seconds left. Game's over. You know why it was it bothered me so much? It's because it sounded so yeah. good. We're better than and that. I Chris. was on. I was like <laughs> locked in, and Luke was killing it, and everybody sounded <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then boom, just fell apart. So it was like I just I wanted to get to finish it. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. it, wheels like, came off, Joe. Like wheels came itch off or something yeah. like I never got to scratch that itch. Yo, know? I love playing those Ramon songs. Man. It's the best, man. It's the best. We did one set one time at a. Uh, at a tsunami last year. Last year, yeah. Last, last, last October, Friday, a whole Ramon set. And it was a lot of fun, man. It was great. I would love and, to do that yeah, again. We used our alternative guitars, tune to E, high-pitched, a little thinner sound. But, yo, I mean. Any promoters out there, if you ever want to hear Wisdom and Chains do a Ramon yeah, we set, we dress we'll up like him and everything. We wear, we wear wigs. We only charge 5500 <laughs> yeah, That's 5, my magic number of the day. 5500 yeah. and, and, and you get an pizzas. hour Ramon set. 5,500, 10 pizzas for our staff, and then a steak dinner for us. Of course, you cocksucks. <laughs> but 
But uh, oh, let's go back to so I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, so, body uh, count. Yeah, body count. That's gonna be well, fun. Let's get the flyer up. What are we like? We're like half ass over here. Well, bro. you got uh, put that. Put it on the main screen, Chris. Lord, the main, the fifty-five. As far as the state of the hip hop theme, you got Lords of Brooklyn. Yeah. Which is uh, Remember that's a cool act. Yeah, that's it's dope. a good one. I, I saw them in at CC's back in the nineties, and uh, that was that was a really fun show. They have a new band now. Two of the guys, Paulie and Scott, have a band called Dead Rabbits. Dead Rabbits. We played with them. Yeah, Diablo Fest. Really good band. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. So you them. know those guys a little bit? Yeah. Think they let me rap on their record a little bit or what? I'll talk to them because I'm Italian too. I'm a real Italian. Not this fake Brooklyn stuff. I'm right <laughs> off the boat. Sorry, right, it's more off a pond boat, but it's. A pontoon boat. No, I'm thumb down a rap done. You know how I do. Um, all right, so Lords of Brooklyn. Gilly the Kid, I don't really know too much I'm about. I'm familiar with But that. I know a good friend of mine, his wife is their their manager. Yeah, who? She tours with them, Hans, oh, who yeah. I used to play with in, uh, yeah. you did too, in Mushmouth with. Oh, wow. And uh, his wife is their, is Gilly the Kid's manager. She tours with him nonstop, promoting nonstop, bus tours all over the U.S. Very cool. I followed him on Instagram, and it, yeah, she's a hustler man but uh so I will support them uh Gilly the Kid just cause Gilly uh, the Kid know, my, man's, baby. my man's my man's dog eat dog remember wow, man wow yeah no blunts remember how no tricks, no quickly they out. blew up in the 90s man I do that was something that was like amazing I remember seeing Matt CeCe's a lot yeah they had horns in a band yep. oh, I forget how that melody went we played with them at Doors Fest like three years ago oh yeah Remember that? And Guar also. And I saw Return Show a few years back in Jersey with them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I only remember, they they were on Roadrunner Records. I remember they came out. I had a nice guitar sound on that album. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's dope. That's a little throwback. Who's the king? Who's the king? Who? Me, if you're asking. Who's the king? Who's the king? Who? Ho. Um, Wisdom and Chains is playing, obviously. You know? And it's it's not at Reverb. So this is our first time playing Reading, not at Reverb. Yeah. That's true. And it's at an arena type settings so anybody complaining yo we don't know how it's going to be either we have no idea (laughs) but you know what it might be a 40 foot barrier the more of you that come out the better it's going to be yeah come out get the chip off your shoulder tell your friends tell your mom there's plenty of room for your mom to stand just do not mosh into us while we're performing don't you dare stage mosh don't you go across that barrier don't embarrass me at Santander Arena you think there'll be a barrier in front of Jimmy Santander probably will be yeah I would think that the venue would have to handle all that kind of stuff, you know. I don't know, man. See, I, I prefer I Reverb. Know. I want Reverb is like a home, you know. I, yeah, when I go absolutely. to a new place, I don't never feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to have to knock out the whole bouncer staff. Yeah, but how cool would it be if uh, Santander Arena was your home? You well, know, that means I'm, that means I'm loaded. <laughs> then, uh, uh, okay, I already talked about Turnstile. Let's talk about them for a minute. Turnstile. Turnstile is just a, they're on a. A wrecking path. Wait, what am I trying to say? Turnstile. And plus, Turnstile. Turn uh, yeah. The singer just, uh, he did a, a reunion show. I guess you call it a reunion show. What is original band, Trapped Under Ice? Yeah, they're back. They wrote a whole new set of songs. They got like recording. Trapped Under Ice did? Yeah, they're going to be recording Dope. a new album. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And the singer of Turnstile plays drums in Trapped Under Ice, and he's a killer drummer. And we heard him do other musical projects. The kid got talent. Yo, he's as good at anything he tries. Yeah, if I was is, Howard Stern, I'd say uh, if he came in front of me on that show. Oh, on uh, America's Got Talent? Yeah. Or, uh, I'd say, God, right, you're going to Las Vegas or wherever they go. You're going Hollywood. all the way, kid. You're going to Hollywood, kid. He's a star. You're a star. Be smooth. He's a nice kid. He does his work, keeps his mouth shut. Who's next? Let's talk about the Wilding Incident. Oh, Diablo's new act. That's his new act. Yeah. And uh, I haven't heard anything from him yet. Does he have the maximum penalty, dude, on drums? He does. Jimmy's playing drums, 
and uh, who's the I, oh, man? I'm it's all a Puerto Rican. It's, all Puerto it's, Rican it's band. one of these like like an all star New York hardcore lineup. All Puerto Ricans, I heard, or no? I don't know about all Puerto Ricans. Maracas, everything. Maracas. They got a uh, salsa. They got a lot of color in that band. That's a lot good. of That's color. Good. Color's so good. good. Color me soul. You look. You can't look at the sun. All right, your eyes will burn up. All right, but you could look at the moon all night, baby. You understand? <laughs> Do you think there's what anything that to that? Mean? I don't know what that means. No, do you think there's anything <laughs> to it that, uh, you know, like black people have more soul? The darker oh. you are, the more soul you have? Uh, I, I'm in, I'm I'd in, say not. I've been inclined my whole life to say yes. Yeah. But then, what do you do? How, how do you account for the amount of soul there is in a lot of English music? Mm. Especially like English, British. For such think a about tiny a band like island? Pink Floyd. For such a tiny island, they have wonderful, great music, great bands, legendary. Black Sabbath, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Beatles. Yeah, like you the can't, Beatles. it's undeniable. Like there's like soul no, the from that soul. island, man. No, it is, but it's almost like the Japanese. They're, they're smart people. But what do they really do in the end? They take a, uh, a technology and they make it better. But they don't necessarily invent the technologies. You understand? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to do a little more research before I come Well, <laughs> there's car automobiles. Well, let me... I, I thought you were going to talk about them and music, you know? Well, no, I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I think the British take music... Oh, take something that's already made and make it, and they make make it, very, it better. Yeah, yeah, sure, they do. Yeah. I mean, Led Zeppelin is great, but they rip off a lot of stuff. Yeah, true. A lot of bands do, but Led Zeppelin, I mean, Black Sabbath is awesome, and Black Sabbath are pioneers. We'll say we'll call them pioneers. Yeah, the Beatles were highly, heavily influenced, and you can hear it in all their music. You know, Led Zeppelin too. Muse is great. They're from England, right? Yeah, I love Muse. Muse is great. Coldplay. Yeah, he's from England. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of good music. See, this is the the really black black dudes. They don't have a lot of soul. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? African black? Yeah, the blue guys. Well, it's if it's, it's even soul and well, no, because what about the the singing and the music from Africa? Man? Yeah, like yeah, the, but not the real black ones. Like the little more <laughs> light skin is where I think that has the majority of the soul. They're like a more of like a mocha. Yeah, the real mocha. yeah yeah the, the the brown brothers, not the blue, the blue brothers, blue black. Even the way the blue brothers play basketball, <laughs> very stiff. You know what I mean? No, but the, that's not the brown true. brothers very smooth behind the back passing. That's an American thing. You get a you get a, a black dude like Drew Holiday, who I know you probably don't know who that sure is, but he was like a, he was a point guard on the Sixers. I'm talking to Kimmy Mutombo. He's, he's just not that. Drew Holiday is like like when your iPhone is turned off, the screen on your wow. iPhone. Your iPhone he's yeah. black. Oh, okay, but uh, yeah, he's got he's plays like you know. Yeah, no, I think there's something to that. See, you got, you got to remember if you're living in Africa, you're out there. Almost naked, running around with naked chicks, naked dudes, banging on <laughs> bongos. If you live in Africa, in Alaska or the North Pole, how are you gonna really be soulful up there? Like, what are you? Gonna, you don't even want to put your oh, fingers no. out to hit a drum. You want to keep everything covered, everything's tight. If you're living in Europe, you're just running from people trying to rape you. 
I'm just going back in history. <laughs> not like what the hell is going on? Nah, it's different. It, it's you know a what quick mean? history lesson, according to yeah. Richie. I'm like modern times, soul could come from anywhere, but the origins <clears throat> of soul. Yeah, if you live in yeah, that kind of in that kind of atmosphere, hey man, we need a drink. Don't worry, there's a whole river right here, bro. I need something to eat. Look at this. There's a big pineapple growing or whatever. They had everything, so it was like a nice life until you know they got visited by certain kind of people. Certain cultures, man, just have like. Music is such a huge part of the culture, and in some yeah. cultures, it's just not really a big deal. Yeah. Or like it's like super like German culture, tons of music. Yeah. But not music that you like that anyone here would listen marching to. Military music. Yeah, there's a lot of like real. Yeah. Or, or these crazy uh, compositions that you know yeah. they got like a lot of crazy composers that put these yeah. real complicated pieces together, but it's like mechanical. It's yeah, like, but where do you get the ones who do like acapella or just beats? Harmonies. That's this is this Ameri- is like that's the, the rawest. Well, even before, like, you ever see the African dudes in a circle bouncing up and down doing like? Oh Ooh, yeah. But yo, look at the American Indians. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird music. Can't snap your fingers to it or nothing like that. But it's but it would definitely cool. uh, help you. It's like good yeah. driving music. You know? It's good. It's good. Like <laughs> it's good. Like looking up at the moon and wondering about thing kind of music. Riding across the plains. Yeah. On your painted stallion. Well, you just think about what America produced. Like, oh, the best. Hip hop, like we were just talking. Blues and jazz. Yeah. And without that, and there is, that's it. That's the basis of any kind would of you, modern music. Yeah. Modern, as Chris said. Chris, you're a, a historian. Would you call rock and roll, would you say that rock and roll is black music? It's where its roots come from? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could really deny that. I'll tell you what rock Why? and roll is not. Now, why, if rock and roll is is black music, R&B, let's talk about the R&B, like the original R&B, not R&B like R. Kelly, but R&B like Ray Charles, right? Right. Why didn't that take off in black culture? Why do you think? Like it did in white culture. Well, I guess you could say when things become appropriated... Yes, cultural, you know, tremendous amount of cultural appropriation. Then you have to find something new that you can make your own yet again. So, like, I don't know. So, like, as soon as white people identified with it, yeah, then it's no longer cool for black people to identify with it. I think it's no longer cutting edge. And then you got to find again, and if you look at the times where it's done, then you got to find something to make your your own yet again. Yeah, and then it's not cool anymore. Then you know, jazz is cool. Like you know, it's going to be. You don't want to paint with a wide brush, obviously, but I think then you have to find something else to. uh, Make your own and have your own voice in a different way. You have to reinterpret your voice as things are being culturally appropriated. You know. Yeah. Well, I grew. I I was thinking about this this week because I was looking at the flyer actually for Tsunami Fest, and there's so many. There's a lot of black acts on there, including Body Count, and I'm black in a band with white with all white people. Okay. You must hate the. It. I grew up in a house with. With uh, my dad listened to all black music, and my mom listened to all well, I wouldn't call it white music, but she listened to a lot of like uh, like 50s and 60s, yeah. um, like Beach Boys, uh, Righteous Brothers, right. Everly Brothers, that kind of stuff. And um, I just, I just, it's weird that this separation happened in music when I think it would, music would be even better. I love music, I, there's there's tons of there's never a shortage of new things to discover and listen to. But I think it would be so much better if it was like combined cultures more. Oh yeah, you know what? What acts do combine culture? Well, just take a band like Body Count for instance. Yeah, which is like 
the the it's a very simple form where it's it's rap and rock and roll. Yeah, right. But I wouldn't say their crowd is really culturally diverse. It's a white crowd. Probably more of a white crowd, but I'm talking. But are about there the, any acts I'm talking about the, that draw that are like any kind of music that are just like yo could be anybody at that show? Um, so dude, you know what I saw? I saw um, Damian Marley Damian in Marley Central would, Park. In draw New York both City, dude, holy crap! He will draw both crowds. If you reggae saw, will draw both crowds. If you took a picture of the crowd and didn't know who was on stage, you would never guess. Yeah. You would, you would never in a million years guess who, who was on stage. because yeah. it was like it's impossible. It was like every culture that's in New York City was at this yeah. crowd. No, that's definitely one that would draw all all cultures. Pat, Nas would be the same. People. Nas would draw. I all saw cultures. Nas there too. Actually, it was Na- it was Nas and Jamie would Damian be Marley. More of a white boy. Draw, I think. Yeah, you think so? I think so. And a Beanie Seagull, I think we draw more of the brothers. Beanie Seagull, you call him. Beanie Seagull. He just flies around on the beach. <laughs> but uh, Beanie Seagull. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's very few that draw diverse. But it is weird. This country is a very racist place. Yeah. And eventually, this kind of music or that kind of music will have to figure out where do you stand. We like this kind. This is country music. This is white people music. This is NASCAR. This is heavy metal. This is white people music. This, and you always have the exceptions. You have a black NASCAR driver that gets beat up once a week. You know, you have Living Color that had a, you know, a song 40 years ago. But it's very rare that they let anyone exist without putting him into the category of where. But it happens naturally. And like we were saying, you asked Chris the question about you know, how come maybe black people didn't back a certain kind of artist, like a black artist that you would assume they would. But then like with new hip hop, that's that's really, as far as people buying it, it's probably very diverse. But as far as people going to shows, it's very black. And why is that? Why, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. I think that once uh, I, I think there's other forces that are at play, uh, oh. economic forces, and when people are gonna make a buck. And you got to think, once anything is appropriated and commodified, and it's gonna be smashed to uh, every corner of the United States, to every little sleepy hamlet, to every big city. Once those forces get involved with it, then it, it it's being exponentially removed away from its original source. So by the time it's mass market ready for the suburbs. You somebody a purist could simply argue, well, how much of it is original now? Like, what do we get? We get it watered down to some kind of a debased corporate version of uh, of this type of of this type of music, you know? Yeah. Yo, how about this? I'll tell you a pretty diverse act as far as live people go. I don't like the guy Kanye West and Drake. Yeah. As far as people coming to the shows, very diverse crowds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Horrible music, teeny bopper pop music, but diverse crowds. Yeah, I think we could take a step above them even and say Jay-Z and Beyonce. Totally. I would say Jay-Z, Beyonce is, is peaking towards a white crowd from what I know of it. Yeah. I, I think know. so. I could be wrong. What's Beyonce seeing that camel-faced rat? <laughs> you know what I mean? She shouldn't be with him. She should be with me. What's Doesn't up, he baby? seem like a nice guy, though? Jay-Z. I don't know. Like, he I let, feel like we'd One friends. thing Jay-Z did, he let... Beyonce's sister gave him a beating, and he didn't knock her out he like that one Baltimore that shows Raven. A lot of control, self control, restraint. Yo, dudes are quick to knock girls out over nothing. Yeah, they're hitting you, but they're not doing any damage. 
You know what I mean? What's the big deal? Take the yeah. shot. Like, like he just looked at her like a. It's like a. It's like a Down syndrome kid hitting you. You got to knock him out just because he made an attempt to hit you. Just back up a couple steps. He's, he's she's gonna miss just like the Down syndrome kid. Did they you see the uh, same reflex action? There was a video going around on Facebook of a. Uh, it was a, a Down syndrome dude at a fast food place. Oh, dude, knocked him out. Yeah, but he went. He tried to kick the yeah, guy's little kid. Yeah, and then the guy knocked him out like yeah. a reflex. Yeah. And uh, I, when I saw it, I was like, "All right, you know, I would do the same thing." Like, you, it's it's not like you're planning it and like oh, I'm gonna knock that down syndrome kid out. But <laughs> if somebody, if it's, it's it would be anybody. It's like if a dog tried to bite your kid, or if a cat tried to scratch your kid, if a human, another human tried to kick your kid, you're yeah. gonna go at least knock him to the ground, do something to yeah. just to protect the kid. You know what I mean? I'd I didn't, imagine. I didn't think it was a big deal, but uh. Yeah, he took a he took like a swing with his leg at the kid. He didn't connect, did he? It kind of missed. It seemed like he was it, it more looked, of like a get out of here kid kind of thing. Yeah, I like, think it was, but it looked foot. it looked like it was gonna be harder. It could have yeah. been hard, but it, it ended up. Well, not pops being. came across top, right hooked him. Dude was out cold, and it was just one punch. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know how I'd act. I might end up uh, saying, "Hey, come on, what are you doing? Here's a biscuit." Go over. Yell at the kid, or I might be like, "Hey, stay nah, with me." Nah, I definitely wouldn't yell at the kid. <laughs> I might. Hit the guy. I thought it depends what kind of mood. If I'm in know. a bad mood. I didn't feel like it was over the top. I hit him. Some people commented on that it was definitely over the top. Yeah. What, a, what a piece of shit. Well, I get, let's say he hit him and the guy just didn't fall and didn't get knocked out, but was like, oh, oh, you know, and people were like, whoa, hey, you know. Yeah. Look, you can't help that the guy had a weak chin, the retarded guy. He had a weak chin. He fell. He got knocked out. <laughs> Things happen. Sometimes those retarded guys can take a shot. I've seen it happen. I mean, they could. Dude, you know? I used to lift weights at YMCA. They're man. strong. They're animals. Holy the Down Syndrome guys. Shit. They're squatters, bench pressers, deadlifters, everything. There was this team their of... Their chin uh, is built right into their chest. Do you think they're easy to knock out? Yo, the, the, these guys, there was a team of powerlifting dudes. Jeez, just Down Syndrome Christmas. kids. Probably like 19, 20-ish. Yeah, animals. And they would go there and do squats, deadlifts, bench press. And they would all cheer for each other. There was probably five or six of them. Yeah. And... uh Dude, way stronger than me. Like, I had nothing. And I was in probably, arguably, the best shape of my life. The strongest wow. I've ever been. I, I was nothing. As far yeah. as raw power, just, I, I couldn't touch And you know, they love wearing those weightlifting belts. You ever notice that? They, yeah, the belts and yeah. the one-piece. They uh, love, like, the What is it called? Thing? A singlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, would, they would do squats in their singlets. I, but uh, they had so much fun. It was fun to I watch them I think the lifting. Down Syndrome people, are, it's, it's almost a blessing. When I go to the grocery store, sometimes I see these dudes with their moms and stuff. They're really nice, loving dudes for the yeah. most part. My mom used to take care of a lot of these dudes. And there were, you know, a couple of them were really nutty, to be honest. But most of them were like loving, sweet, hugging. Hey, hold my hand. You know, watch this with me. Nice guys, man. That's true. Back in the day, they probably wouldn't have a shot. They probably, you know what I mean? It comes out like that. Yeah, but they're happy. They're just like, for some reason, the happiness is built in. Like it is. Or maybe not happiness, but optimism. Like, they're yeah. just like, they look at the bright side of things. And they're not scared to ask a question. And never, they never seem uncomfortable. And we got people that don't have, weren't born with that condition that are totally weird and uncomfortable and anxiety and upset and like, uh, so weak in this planet. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. What did the Gandhi, what did Gandhi call the... Uh, what did Gandhi call handicapped people, Chris, and and uh, Down syndrome people? Uh, I don't know. Didn't he call them the untouchables, God's sure. favorites? I'm not sure. He did. He was a skinny guy, Gandhi. He did. Yeah, he was very skinny. 
at times. Let's get back to Tsunami. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> Where do we leave off? Gilly the Kid? Uh, Turnstile? Turnstile. Yeah, Turnstile. Turnstile the Gandhi, baby. Oh, What's we good? got uh, Angel Dust. Oh, no, we did Wild Incident. That's the last one because we talked about Puerto Ricans, brown people, Gandhi. That's right. Bam. Okay, now we're back. Right. Angel Dust. Angel Dust. Okay. Talk so about some white people. Very white. Very white. <laughs> Justice, good friend of ours, singer of Trapped Under Ice, his other band. It got like a punk rock flavor, straight up, good music, catchy vocals. I didn't even realize they were playing Friday. I thought they were playing Saturday. You sure? Yeah, they're on the fly. Awesome. Dude, that's another dude who just, he can't miss. Every, yeah. every band he does is yeah. is cool. He's uh, like uh, Midas. He's just good, man. Everything he touches turns to gold. Lyrically, exactly. his lyrics are always yeah. on point. Yeah. He's always got something something interesting to say. He's a good kid, that kid. Um. God bless Angel Dust. Great band. Great band. Who else we got, Joe? Strength for a reason. Oh, Pennsylvania heavyweights. Boom. Longest in the game to play this style of music. Longest tenured uh, yes. Pennsylvania hardcore Big band. Big Carl, sweetheart of a dude. Little annoying with his uh, his craziness when it comes to sports and gambling. But uh, <laughs> good guy, good band. Very exciting. To see them in that kind of, all of these bands, to see in that kind of atmosphere, wow, I'm wondering how this, this is going to be crazy, man. Listen, if it's good, it's going to be Incredible. amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yes. It's going to be a game changer. Yo, listen, for people that are, you know, they don't they don't like the idea of moving to venues, you got to give it a shot. Yeah. Roll the dice once in a while, baby. If it's bad, it's just another bad show. Ah, no, it's not going to be bad. If it's I mean, good, it's going to be a game changer. It's, you're going to see something that has not happened before. And you're going to see it in a place like Reading, Pennsylvania. I mean, listen. A band like Strength for a Reason, Wisdom and Change, Wilding Incident, Angel Dust, Turnstile, to hit the stage of an arena opening for a legendary hip-hop act. Insane. It's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be great. It's un- it's crazy. It's going like, to be, be part of it. Yeah, definitely. Or be a sucker and stay home and complain and, and, and hope it fails. You don't want to be on the sidelines for this one. You don't want to be on the sidelines. Next. That's it, man. That's Friday. That's Friday. That's Friday, and Beautiful. that's crazy. And then, and then after party, like we mentioned. So at, before uh, we go off, right? Who do you want to see most on Friday? Uh, You're not allowed to pick Wu Tang. I have to pick Wu Tang, man. That's who, like my, okay. Who in Wu Tang do you want to see the most? Uh, live, probably Method Man. Okay, all right. Live, but Inspector Deck has always been to me. He has the best solo. Album of all of the the Wu Tang yeah. members. He has an album called Uncontro- uh, Uncontrolled Substance, and it's it's no. Those amazing. guys are lyricists. They're true hip hop guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Me, I love Ice T. That's one of the coolest cats out. Yeah, he's that's cool just a cool, shit. smooth brother, straight up. I like to see him rapping for once because I saw it years and years ago, and it was dope. What did you see that? Warp Tour. I think or I saw it at like a uh, maybe a Lollapalooza type thing. It was a big outdoor event. That's cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know Chris is looking forward to seeing who, Coco. Oh, <laughs> I heard Coco's pregnant. No, get out of here. Uh, That's what I heard. I heard the yeah. same thing. A little coconut, a little coconut. Now I see body count. Body count. I'm body count is dope, man. That was like I, I I loved it when we played with them. Yeah, it was the awesome, Gramercy. Man. That was Joe. So is there dope, a price man. on that thing? No, nah, there's no price on Damn, here. Man. What about a website? Let me see if I can. Oh no, ticket. You gotta go to Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster varies, man. Yeah, varies. There's or get so them at many... the door. You're good. This place is huge. Go to the door. Get it. Just get there. And this is a weird thing. People got to remember. The Pope is in New York City Friday night. But he's headed to Philly afterwards. 
Yeah, it's in the city now, much, man. So a lot of traveling may be unusual, restricted. You may have to take detours. Keep that in mind. Plan ahead. Be smart. Use your head, people. And yo, I got to mention this. What, I just looked this up. Uh, this is huge. But the people who are going to be the members of Wu-Tang that are coming. Yeah. I totally forgot to mention Jizza. Oh. Jizza. Yo, I'm a fan of Jizza. I mean, j- what the f- I'm a fan <laughs> of Jizza. 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 Yeah, Yo, Jizza how crazy is, is it that these guys could give themselves a name that is just three letters, Rizza, Jizza, and then we know it. We know their names. It's amazing. It's amazing. This guy calls himself You God, and we know who he is. He calls himself Jizza, and it's crazy. That's that's power right there. It's it like, despite power, my unusual name and my unusual marketing, you will know me as one of the greatest ever. The power of the art, man. Master that's Killer also, and oh, Capadonna. Killer. Capadonna. Damn. This is a powerhouse. So we're only missing RZA, an old dirty bastard. I heard there's something going on with uh, what's up with old dirty bastard? Why ain't he there? Oh come on, man. <laughs> okay, come so on, Rich. Rest in peace, brother, Brooklyn brother. But anyway, uh, and then the after party. Now back to home base, Club Reverb, comfortable environment, great staff, hosted by Ice T, Coco, and also performing what we mentioned earlier. Philadelphia heavy heavyweights before Meek Mills. Beanie Seagull. You have Beanie and the Seagulls. Before Meek Mills, you have Freeway. And then you got from New York City headed down Danny Diablo to do the New York hardcore inspired hip hop in your face. Huge, man. DJing, I heard, will be our friend. Stress the white boy will be DJing. I don't know which event. I think he's going to be doing the arena between between every band. Wow. He's got to play me some good beats, and I'll just take that mic and freestyle, boy. Yo, isn't Stress a great dude? It's a good guy, that guy. Love that guy. You know, you look crazy looking, tattoo your face. I always think the worst, but hey, he's all right in my book. (laughs) All right. Now let's talk about Saturday. Saturday. That's my day, baby. Let's get through this, man. Here we go. That's my day. Life of Agony. Obviously. Life of Agony, who we mentioned, that with a great huge. debut record, River Runs Red Classic. And now, listen, when we first knew Life of Agony, we knew of a guy called Keith Caputo headline, like fronting this band with a baritone voice. A baritone singer in a hardcore band. Right there is unusual. That sings in key. Because we love hardcore, but we also know hardcore has some of the worst singing ever. But we still like it somehow. It makes sense to us. <laughs> but this guy came out singing in key. With passion and a baritone voice, which I mean like the Doors style, you know. But then years later, he comes back as a she. Now, Mina Caputo. Caputo. What's a Caputo, Caputo, right? yeah. Caputo. And still singing baritone. Same voice. Still hitting the notes. Powerful voice. And p- perhaps more rehearse tighter of a band than they were ever were before well i'll tell you my assessment we know because we just played with them in, Phil- in uh florida not too yeah long we ago. played the uh they Southeast killed it. Beast murderized Beast. it the mina caputo versus keith caputo in a fight Here, <sighs> no <laughs> oh, 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 oh. no i'll tell you my assessment of uh keith as a front man versus mina as a front man woman yeah say it right so no nah, it's not front woman is it it's front man still person front person yes I don't know what it was. Front man. So I'm going to go with front man. Lead singer. Lead singer. So Mina Caputo can do everything that Keith Caputo could do. She can grab her crotch. She can spit at the crowd, spit in the air like a gross dude. Air snot rockets, right? But can also do the 
the toe drag move. You know the toe drag. Oh, I don't know if you guys know the toe drag. Yeah, like Mick Jagger style. Oh yeah, very only you got to be a girl or very feminine to or pull up the toe drag. Or seventies rocker. Or seventies rocker. Yes. David Bowie could probably yes. pull up the toe drag very well. Um, he could do all like the these very uh, effeminate movements that a yeah. girl that make a girl look good on stage, and all these gross. Things that make a guy look feel cool on stage. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like the best of like, both worlds. Yeah, like when know? a guy in the old bands like puts his hand on his hip and bends that right way. Yeah. And gives like <laughs> the eye to the audience like they're a spoiled 12-year-old girl. <laughs> he took away my, what do you call it, a Raggedy Ann doll. But um, no, that's interesting. And listen, we were talking about such a lineup that has so many African-Americans involved with it. And also we have Walls of Jericho playing. A female-fronted band. Yes. You have Life Agony playing with the what's the proper term for the uh, transgender? Evan would know. Transgender, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I don't know. Yeah, her, yeah. Probably. This is a very for all the people that were complaining about this event didn't have enough girls. This event, you know, they never complain an event doesn't have enough black yeah, you people. Better, I better you're scared all, of black people. I better you see, see all you people at, at yeah. East Coast Tsunami on Saturday, especially support the women for Life of Agony and support Walter transgender. Jericho. Support the brothers for once. Right, and then that? you go to the other side of the spectrum. What do we the got? Most Macho testosterone band that exists today, Box Mad Cutter. Ball. Oh, Mad Ball. Mad nice. Ball. Boom. Mad One of Ball. my favorite yeah. people. And I'll tell you right now, me and Hoya were talking. We're trying yeah. to set up a podcast. We want to do a podcast together to promote Post America podcast oh, and beautiful. promote Smoking Word at the same time. Dude, let's do so it. We're gonna we're gonna set something up like that for we sure. We got a lot of places if you want to do it there. A lot of we can set up ahead. We're of time. definitely gonna do it. I'm trying to set something up with Mina Caputo also. Yeah, but that's listen. Mina, if you end up hearing this, please see we're the, we're the type of band we put in work, but we also like to have a good time. Yeah, so a lot of times we plan to do stuff, and then we get to the location, and somebody's having a pizza. There's something better to do. Hey, <laughs> But Something better we should on. try to uh, sit down and do our job. Dude, there's so many great people to talk to, man. So, Even if we could do like, like, maybe like a 15 minute or a half hour quick yeah, little thing, just, just do a compilation through, yeah. of a bunch of them. Because up uh, right before Madball plays, Doyle's playing Doyle. from Misfits. Yo, you see that guy? He's like built like a, a professional wrestler. Guy. I know. It's He's crazy. 50 plus years old. Unbelievable. What's he taking? Give me some of that, Chris. TRT. That's that TRT, oh. baby. Man. Um, Walls of Jericho, we already mentioned. Crown of Thorns is playing. Wow. Crown of so, Thorns is doing some real big shit. So Isaac's doing a double. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. Isaac's doing Friday in the arena, Friday night and after party. Yep. <laughs> and then Saturday. Yep. In reverb. Yeah, that's huge. Wow. He's going to be, yo, he's going to be, no voice left. Now, he's a pro. He knows how to do it. Great. Yeah. Crown of Thorns. Crown of Thorns also has something new coming out on Bridge Nine, or at least the vinyl's right. coming out. Yeah, I think a 7-inch maybe yeah. or something. Oh, no, like maybe it's just a reissue of something old, but I heard they have new stuff. I know they recorded some new songs. Yeah. So. Dope. Um, my cousin, Death Threat's playing. Oh, wow. Dude, this is going to be Shout dope. out to Death Threat. Chris, we got to figure something out. This is going to yeah, be good. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy hitters here, man. Waiting uh, for the end. That's a Death Threat lyrics. Everybody's favorite creepy uncle. Murphy's Law is oh, playing. Oh, that's going to be a party, son. You're going to get wet with beer if you're up front, so get up front. Jimmy G's always a good time. I get up front, but I wear a yellow raincoat because I don't like beer. Yo, uh, Indecision, man. Indecision, that's like class. That's from New York State? Where are they from? Yeah, they're from New York, yeah. Old school cats. Dude, I, I fell in love with Indecision over again when we played with them at uh, 
the New England Metal Fest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I haven't seen him since... Well, I don't know. I had probably hadn't seen him in like a year or two. Yeah. But before that, it, it was very sparse for like 10 years, you know. And we actually played New England Metal Fest with Indecision in 98, probably, or 99 when, I was, when I was in uh, Mushmouth. And then we got to play with him again in 2015. It was really, really cool. And uh, I'm really excited to see them. This is going to be their last show for a while oh, wow. after this. They, you know, probably... A long, long time. So, Damn. I'm definitely so looking come forward. out and support Indecision, baby. I know there's a lot of Indecision fans. They were straight out there. edge at one. They still straight edge. Uh, you know what? They I don't know. Fuck you, sell out. <laughs> I know they're cool. What happened shit. with you guys? I know they're very cool still. I don't know. I was uh, I did uh, vocals on that Sick of It All record, and Tom, the singer, was there. Rachel, the guitar player, was there when I did uh, at that studio when I was there with Sick of It All. Beautiful. Um. This flyer also has Dog Eat Dog on it, so I'm not sure which day they're playing. But what kind of bullshit amateur hours is this? We talked about them. Um, this is weird. This band, Pantera. They played they last played year. last year. They yeah, killed good, it. Man. Amazing right. Pantera cover band. Pennsylvania think, Pantera cover band. If you think in your head that this is not going to work and this is silly and it why are already on tested. It, you're wrong. They, it was tested and the place went crazy for them and they sounded great. And you know what? They were very appreciative of that hardcore vibe like when dudes just sing along and because they don't probably get that you know no, they play late, they play bars they yeah. they play bars to, to drunk hillbillies you yeah know and a I lot mean? of times these metal bands even if they original bands they're playing to a bunch of dudes who are looking at them and shaking their hair like what the hell is that don't yeah. shake your hair you gotta like someone so definitely shave sure. your head jump on top of the guy in front of you just take the mic don't be uh don't be looking at the stage like this is this is weird just get up there and enjoy it enjoy exactly. the songs go have a good time chrissy how much time we got left should we switch the card uh, you got about five minutes left. Minutes All right, left. let's bang it out. Cruel Hand. Cruel Hand, our old pals. Great band from uh, Great New dudes. England. Um, everybody goes crazy for them. I don't have to talk too much about that. We all know them. Good kid, that the kid. The Eddie Leeway Show. Oh, Eddie Leeway. Which I'm sure is just Eddie doing Leeway songs. Yeah, <laughs> put on a show. He's a very entertaining cat, though. And uh, yeah, he's he's one of those like fast talking. Maybe we'll get him on a podcast. Slick talking New York for dudes. fifteen minutes to start some trouble. Oh shit, that'd be good. Stir the pot. Yeah, stir the pot, Chris. Um, our good buddies from Altoona, Pennsylvania, Dementor is. Wow. Playing. Okay. Um, and don't forget fun. the one guy in that band is a great tattoo artist, Troy. He's a very good tattoo yeah, so artist. So say when you think Dementor, think tattoo. When you think tattoo, think Troy. When you think Troy, think Altoona and take a ride. Dementor is kind of a new band, and I'm really happy to see them yeah. on a, like a big stage like this, like yeah. getting a shot to play in front of like a, yeah, a yeah, nice man. crowd. That's, like, how, I think that's how stuff starts. They're definitely know? ready for they're it. They're paying dues. They're doing the shows. They're booking stuff. They're traveling. Now they're doing this. Good for them. Um, we got a reunion. I don't. Do you remember for the love of? Uh yeah, I know the name. I got a demo for the love of at Spanky's. Nice. Back in the day. Nice. Real cool band, like yeah. like a before their time metal band. Uh, that played in you know hardcore shows basically, but they were way before their time, and they had a uh, they would come out on stage with like a set, like a backdrop oh, yeah? of like a castle, big time, <laughs> and the dude would bring an anvil on stage with him and smash it with a big sledgehammer. That's hard. It was like a cool looking, they had a cool vibe to them, but uh, that's gonna be cool for the uh, the nostalgic people. That's hard, um, yo. Rude Awakening from up in, uh, in Massachusetts. Hard Great band. band. Real Masher, hard band. Masher band, yo. You get crazy to that shit. Um, our friend Ziggy's band, Objection, is playing. Oh, Objection. And also Objection is playing, I think, the week or two after 
in Phoenixville, and it's for a very good cause with Fury Five. That's right. So we'll get that info out there. And Objection point. just recorded some new shit, too. I'm looking forward to it. Ziggy's a good friend of our, dear friend of ours. Great dude. You mess with Ziggy, we will come for you. You're going to You understand? Get it. We will come for you. Um, another great friend, uh, friend's band, a few friends of ours are in this band, Dead on the Streets from out yeah. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, oi kind of style. Punk rock, oi, straight in your face, very good, good, good lyrics, catchy. Yes. And I'm going nice. to be singing on one of their songs. Really? Yeah. When I, when we go, we just recorded a song. People don't know this yet. But we just recorded a song uh, Wisdom yesterday. Chains. Wisdom and Chains. Wisdom and did for a comp that we're doing. Uh, I can't talk too much about it, but we, we recorded a brand new song for a comp. There's a compilation coming out on a brand new record label. The record label fronted by Scott Vogel of Terror. And he personally invited us to give an unreleased track. To put on his premiere debut release with a terror premiere unreleased track. And I think No Warning as well. No Warning. I think uh, maybe Backtrack. I'm it? not positive who else he has, but those two he mentioned. So we're excited about that. So we just recorded something real quick yesterday. Only a guitar track and drums. Chris is going to lace it up. Evan's going to lace it up. And then Joe's going to go in there and blaze it up. He's going to smoke this and spit it out, baby. <laughs> so when I do, I'm also going to do some uh, guest vocals on a Dead on the Street song. Listen, you I'm record Dead on the Street second. You save your voice for wisdom change. <laughs> of course. Oh, of right. course. Um, and then our other good friend, Joe. Great heart on this dude. Uh, he's got a band called Sicker Than Most from Trenton, New Jersey. A new father, too. Brand new father. He's a great dude, too. Good guy, good guy. So, uh, that's... that's he's not the funnest guy in the world, but he's a good guy. He's the second funnest guy in the world, though. Next to Len, the good guy who records us. Yo, this is a crazy day, man. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy I, I'm looking man. forward to that because that's my home, baby. When I'm in reverb, I feel like I'm in ground zero. You know, yeah. Wait a minute. I don't want no, to not at ground zero. Whoa. I feel like I'm in... Uh, Easy. Whoa, whoa. Easy. I feel like I'm in uh, Beirut. Wait a minute. No, no, yeah, I, 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 come on now. I feel like uh, what's a good colder, place? What's a nice, colder. comfortable place, Chris? Your living room. I Starbucks. feel like I'm in my living room. Oh, okay. My living room, baby. Uh, Reverb Barnes, and like that. Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and it's like I'm in Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, Barnes and Knobles. That's Reverb. That's Reverb. That's Santander Arena Friday night after party at Reverb Friday night starting eleven. And then Saturday night at Reverb. You just heard it all, baby. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, people, do nice. not miss it, man. So do we're going to try to get it. this episode up right away. And this would be episode 12 of the Post-America Podcast. And hopefully, we do some more Friday and Saturday night. Yes, we definitely will. If we could get Joe to do something. He's like, you know, we'll me and here. Chris are like soldiers. You know Joe's. who's coming out Friday? Who? My brother Simon. He's going to be oh. there all weekend. Nice. Wow, yeah, man. Simon, no way. So we're gonna, we got a hotel room Friday night. Me and Simon are going to be there all day Friday, all day Saturday. Sounds great, It's going to be man. good. Great. Beautiful. It's going to be good. We'll see you there, people. Don't miss it. Play that music, Chris. Oh.